Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So today we are going to be talking about conquering bitterness. In the last few weeks, we have been wrestling with this very, very touchy topic that many of us can relate to. And uh, last week, we basically uh, relayed what it is and uh, you know, we stepped on some toes, even our own toes last week about kind of shining a light on what characteristics people may have that actually are struggling with bitterness. Right. So uh, if you missed that, you can go back and listen to that um, last week. But today we really wanted to take this time to focus on. OK, so now I'm bitter. Right. I'm struggling in this area. What do I do? How, how do what's the solution? Like I got these roots that have grown and. And, and, and permeated different areas of my life. Or I'm not quite there yet. So how do I? What's the solution? What does God say? What does the Bible say? What are some tangible things that I can do to help, you know, myself and my relationships with others and God to walk more freely in this area? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Bitterness is really defined as an attitude. Like we said, it's an attitude of extended or intense anger, hostility, um, and it's often joined by things like resentment and a desire to get even. Um, and it also results from unresolved hurts, the inability to forgive offenses. Um, and that eventually grows to anger and then, you know, a deep seated pain, which basically affects our personal view of our lives. So a lot of us, we know what bitterness looks like when we're looking at somebody else or when we, when we define it in somebody else. But this whole series is about us seeing it in ourselves, whatever our issue is, so that we may be able to present that to God honestly, without pride, without reservation. Like, Lord, this is me. This is my error. You found me. This is I'm, I'm caught. You got me. And bringing that to the surface and allowing God to do surgery on you to help you and change your perspective. There was a few things that I was thinking about even on this week. And the first thing that came to me was I asked myself, all right. Since bitterness has a tinge of, you know, wanting to get even or trying to establish boundaries with yourself. So a lot of times, you know, bitter people or people who struggle with bitterness, they try to control narratives. They try to control uh, interactions with people, uh, whether that means we push people away, whether that means we set a bar for how far people are going to be able to get or how close people are going to get with us, like that kind of thing. Um, and I think the question that came to me was, well, well do you do you trust God? Right. And not only do you trust God, but do you trust God's justice? Because if bitterness and resentment are motivated by a desire to get even in some way. So it may not necessarily be like full on revenge, but we protect ourselves. Well, it's that need for vindication right. that we've been saying. Right. Yeah. So then it's kind of like, well, the question and this is the question that I'll ask myself. Well, do you trust God to vindicate you? And what does that look like? Right. What does God's vindication look like and why does God say, let me repay people? Vengeance is mine. I will repay. 
Like, so it kind of made me meditate on the fact that, well, listen, um, I'm bitter because I've, I've had this situation that I've seen and I've experienced. Notice I'm saying one word over and over again, I, right? Well, God, on the other hand, he saw it too. And he doesn't just see it from my perspective. He sees the whole picture. So God is looking at the whole thing from a bird's eye view. So he knows that I'm hurt. He also knows what happened. He also knows why the other person hurt me. He knows everything about the situation. So it's kind of like I'm asking myself, well, do I really believe that God's going to give those who hurt me what they deserve? And then when is that going to happen? But then you also have to sort of flip the script and turn the the table and look at from the opposite perspective, because Mm -hmm. for everybody that has hurt you, they someone has hurt them. And then for everybody that that's that has hurt you, you in turn have hurt someone else because of that. Mm -hmm. And looking at it through the from the perspective of the grace. and, And it's funny because. One of the key words that stand, stands out to me in this verse, in, in Hebrews 12, that the, the verse that we've been referencing um, throughout this whole topic, mm-hmm. it says the grace of God. Yeah. People falling short of the grace of God. And grace in that context is basically un, undeserved uh, kindness shown by God. Yeah. Now, from the perspective of God, who sees everything and knows everything, he's also seen even when that person didn't realize that you were doing things from a, a, a heart of whether it was a spitefulness mm-hmm. or uh, unforgiveness, whatever it was, that tinge of you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That inner hidden motive or feeling mm-hmm. when you may say something or do something that is kind of like. You know, it cuts a little different Mm -hmm. because the motive and where it's coming from. But God doesn't punish you as your sins deserve. So when we look for vindication, I think looking from the perspective of what did I either get that I didn't deserve or not get that I did deserve. And in turn, and it goes back to the, the beginning of that verse where it says to follow peace with all men. Yeah, with everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, really the focal point, first and foremost, honing in on the fact that we're called to follow peace with all men. And if you're busy following peace with all men, then you may not even be looking for the vindication. You won't really have the time to look for the vindication that you think you want to look for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's a scripture that I wanted to kind of help us to see this. It's Second Thessalonians 1 and 6, and it says, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. That's God's word. Second Thessalonians one and six. God is just. That's not like a question mark. That's not there's there's no there's no deviation in that. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you. Also, God says in Romans 12. 17 through 19. And we'll put this in there too. This is why God says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge. My dear friends, 
but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. That's a lot, right? But there's no question marks in that. God is saying, basically, I see everything that has happened to you. And I see it from a divine perspective. I see deeper than you can see. You can see to the limits of your own pain, but I can see broader. And based on my point of view, I'm the only one that's qualified to exercise full and just payment for what has happened to you. And I think our problem is, okay, that's nice, God, thanks. But when is this going to happen? Because I'm the way I see it, you know, people are just getting away with everything. We just got to trust. So the question was, do you trust God and his justice? So there's a level of of letting go that God is calling us to when he's positioning us to conquer bitterness. The second thing you know, that I was thinking about was, you know, ask God to help change your perspective. Right. So there's a prayer here that we ask, like, Lord, these feelings are so intense. These feelings are so like I'm I'm. I'm wrestling with this. And when I look at the situation, when I see that person, when I relive the situation, I'm seeing it my way. I'm seeing it through my eyes. So there's no room for another point of view because I'm so consumed with how I see it. And that need for vindication and that need for justification is kind of like bleeding through. It just came to me, you, you know, we, we're using the word vindication a lot and, and we're using this particular scenario of that sort of bleeds into unforgiveness as well. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> sometimes bitterness is a result of and is manifested in the fact that we have perceived lost opportunities mm. or we may have gotten passed up on certain things yeah. and, and or we may not have gotten the recognition. So it's, it's not yeah. even necessarily just some a particular person doing wrong to it's us true. because you know there there's so many facets to bitterness that would cause it or mm-hmm. contribute or even exacerbate what was yeah. o- always there or yeah. already there so you know just keeping in mind like there's so like there it's not just the fact that somebody did us wrong and and getting over and conquering because sometimes it's it has nothing to do with a particular person but you're just bitter at the fact that life has passed you by. That's true. And That's you true. feel like now you're at a place where you can't obtain the things that you wanted to, or you can't, you can't receive those things because you've passed that moment or, or that moment has passed you or you've been overlooked. And so now, and then when you see other people getting the things that you feel like you should have gotten mm-hmm. or you should, or they're at a place that you should be already, you know, that that will also help perpetuate. So it, it's it's I think ultimately. Focusing on our heart mm-hmm. and what what is going on in our our heart or asking God to help us look at the bigger picture and focus in on, on what needs to be or redirecting our focus. Rather, yeah. the fact that, you know, it no matter what is causing it and there are different causes for it. Mm-hmm. What what is our focus yeah. ultimately on, you know, to, to help overcome you know because like i said if it's a lost opportunity that's not a particular person and if anything that's you that Mm -hmm. you know you would and you're just at that point consumed with bitterness and any and everybody will you know experience your wrath yeah because it's not 
a particular person, you're right. you're angry. It's just it's a scenario, it's a situation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think that's why this is so like deep seated in people, you know, and, and a lot of people wrestle with it because, like you're saying, it's not just one scenario. And, and the thing about it also, as you were talking about a root last time, you know, roots uh, look for nutrition so that the tree can grow. Right. right. So where there's bitterness, there's going to be anger. There's going to be resentment. There's going to be malice. There's going to be all these other things that sprout because of what's going on underneath. So prioritizing God's perspective and asking God for you to view that situation and whatever it is from his point of view. And that's the prayer. Lord, help me to see this thing the way you see it. What am I missing? Help me to see it because I want to be free. Right. Thinking about Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. The Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So it's kind of like surrendering your thoughts, surrendering your ways, surrendering your mindset and exchanging and asking God to exchange our thoughts, our ideas, our feelings for his perspective is going to be vital for us to be able to make room in this area for freedom, right? So as long as we're, but this happened to me and, or, but this never happened for me or, but it's too late because I'm always getting passed over, whatever it is, um, not allowing that to consume us to the point where we, it becomes a part of us and that we're not able to see a hopeful future because of what has happened to us in the past. Thirdly, be honest about the root of your own feelings. And I think that's what you just said. Mm -hmm. Like being honest and being like, you know what? I feel like this because I feel like I'm always getting passed over. Right. Like acknowledging first. When David in the the 51st Psalm, when he, I believe it's in the 51st Psalm, where Mm -hmm. he he basically repents for his sin. Mm -hmm. And he says, I acknowledge that my sin is, Ever, ever before, pre- me. Ever yep. before me, right? Mm-hmm. It's present. It's 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 in front of me. Yeah, I can't I can't hide it. I can't run away from it. This is what it is, mm-hmm. and I, I think we also have a hard time comprehending the fact that there is responsibility to this sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not just things that were done to us that caused it. We have to take some ownership and responsibility for the sin that culminates from in the response, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I think like you just said, and like David did, acknowledging that my sin is, is before me, yeah. I, I acknowledge I have this problem. I, there is bitterness here, acknowledging where it came from. Mm-hmm. It came from, you know, my feelings towards this, blah, 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 blah. And then presenting it to God. Yeah. Yeah. So unresolved hurt, grief even. You know, things that we can't explain that happen to us in our lives, right. things that we lose that that there's no like that there's no explanation for it. Right. Anger, all this stuff. And so the question is, like you said, it's, it's basically like what this is. A, this is a check your heart issue. Right. This, this is uh, what's in your heart. Pride. What are you feeling entitled to? You know, all these things. And this is the realm of where we can do the work with God, where we have to allow God to really put his finger on those things and we submit to it. Right. 
You're not going to be able to go back and control what happened. You're not going to be able to, you know, control opportunities that were missed. And we had, we had a conversation yesterday with uh, one of our uh, mentors. Um, he's a pastor who we often talk to, and he, he, he calls us every now and then. And when he calls, we know it's going to be God talking. So he says something crazy. And he said, for us who have felt like we've missed opportunities, for us who feel like oh, I'm old now, it's too late. I wish I would have. That deal with regret and all that. He said, when God presents an opportunity to you, that it's like the clock restarts. So God redeems what we feel like is lost when we walk in obedience. This is a good scripture for us to, um, to, to hold on to. This is Jeremiah 17 and 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. Then this this is the part that we might have heard before. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. To give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So now what this is basically saying is going back to the top, right? In order for us to be able to conquer bitterness, there must be a level of surrender that we give to God. And the fact that God is going to reward every man according to his ways, according to his deeds. That's what God promises. So whenever we walk in a posture that seeks to exact vengeance or to get even, we are actually stepping in God's realm. Right. And this is crazy because this is a heart realm, which we don't even understand because your heart deceives even you. Right. The Bible says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. And I, I highlighted that part because it's two different things. One thing is to trust in the Lord. Right. But then the next part is whose trust is the Lord, right? So when you trust in the Lord, you can look at it like situational, right? So I'm in a situation where it forces me to have to trust in God. It forces me to have to rely on the Lord. It forces me to have to pray, you know, kind of like when things are not going right. It forces you to pray, right? Other than that, there are plan B's that we have. There are other things we take into our own hands and try to get things done in our own strength. What this is saying is, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, who the Lord is his only resort. Not his last resort, but his only resort. So in order to overcome things like bitterness and things that are really deep-seated and they bleed into areas of our lives, we have to understand and we have to bring ourselves to another level of trusting God, right? Because this is something that you're not going to be able to free yourself completely from in your own strength. So it's not enough to just say, Lord, help me with this. It's a relying on that help going forward because the Bible says your heart will deceive you. And how you feel about a situation will deceive you. And how you look at a situation will deceive you. And our perceptions can trick us and make us misjudge situations, look at things wrong and be carrying, carrying a burden that is not completely truthful. And it's deceptive, right? Because our feelings are, they, they feel really legit. A lot of times they feel like, listen, I don't care what nobody says. 
I know what happened to me. I know what keeps happening to me. This is just something that keeps happening. And now this is the framework of how we see our future. This is how we see ourselves walking forward. So now when God does present opportunities, it's like we don't look at it as an opportunity. We look at it, we look at it and we're bracing ourselves for failure or we're bracing ourselves for things to fall apart, for us to get looked over again. And it steals our hopefulness. And that's the thing about bitterness that, that I think is, makes it so dangerous is it steals the hopefulness of a future. It's kind of like being on house arrest, right? You're not in a cell necessarily. You're not in a, surrounded by the four walls of a jail, but you got that ankle thing on, right. right? So you're still walking around in prison under the guise of being free, under the guise of having all this power and that you have. there's still a level of restriction. Exactly, because you can only go but so far. And, and there's perceived freedom because you're not right. in a natural confine, but... Yep. Even if you walk, because technically you can still walk outside. Yeah. It's not like there's like an invisible barrier. Right. But that restriction will notify the powers that be yes. that you are out of the realm yes. of restriction. Yes. So, yeah. 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 The fourth thing is forgiveness is not optional. Okay. When you're dealing with bitterness, forgiveness is not optional. It's mandatory. And now... This is where it kind of gets uh, uncomfortable, okay? Um, because when we think about forgiveness, forgiveness feels better when it's not one-sided. Forgiveness feels better when it's like, I forgive you and I forgive you. And let's hold hands and hug and pat each other on the back and say everything is okay. Because there's a level of resolution. Yes. And, and resolve that yes. comes from both sides agreeing to a term or you know, coming to some sort of reconciliation. Now, let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. How often does that happen outside of kindergarten and elementary things? And the reason why I'm using that example is because our model for forgiveness has to come from God, right? So, so, so God forgives us before we even apologize. Right. He knows you're going to mess up and he placed forgiveness ahead of you. And that's why we can we can accept his grace and we can accept his, his mercy and all these provisions. And when we don't deserve it, because he's already forgiven us, all we have to do is ask for it. So but it's, it's available already. So this is the thing in our relationships with other people and situations, even with like getting passed over at the end of the day, getting passed over. Can be can be what, what is it, if it's a situation that's passed over? What about the person that keeps getting by or right. people that keep getting by yeah. that don't have the same? skills or whatever qualifications that you do so now you're looking at them and now they're a part of the offense possibly unbeknownst right like they're a victim of your that's what i was saying before yeah. like you, you sometimes we treat people and they don't even realize why they're getting treated a certain way or they may not even realize you have that in your heart and that's right. that's another uh thing with bitterness is it's it's so covert and so under the the surface mm -hmm. that it will cause you to feel certain things and then act on those things, you know, which is what malice is yeah. like where you act on uh, with ill intent. And you may not. And that goes back to, you know, when I, I lost my train of thought, when we were talking about how the, the heart was deceitfully wicked, yeah. it, it will deceive you into thinking or believing wholeheartedly that something is going on mm -hmm. and will cause you to act on that. When in actuality, this is really what like you ever have one of those optical illusions or not optical illusion, but you'll have like a picture where it'll show you 
an up close picture yeah. and have you figure out what it could be. Yeah. And you, your mind will tell you, I'm looking at, I don't know, uh, uh, an ant or something. I'm looking at millions of ants. And then when it zooms out, you see something else. You, you see something completely different. Yeah. And it's like a strawberry with like all the little tiny black dots. Right. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. But you were so like, yeah. your mind, you could have swore it was one thing and, and, and you zoom out and you see something else, you know, that, but because of the bitterness in our hearts, mm-hmm. it will cause us to act on things and treat people w- certain ways or, and they have no clue what's going on. Right. And you may not even really know what's going on because right. again, the heart is deceitfully it's wicked. Deceitful. It's deceitful. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So just a l- another level of trusting God's perspective and honoring that above how you see it. Because the real picture could be strawberries. Right. It could be strawberries. That was good, too. Okay. All right. I mean, ants and so, strawberries don't yeah. really look And they don't the go same. together like that. But, you know, it, I, we know what you mean. So, so forgiveness is not optional. And the scripture that, that I wanted to um, have you guys to meditate on in this area was Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Okay. So Ephesians 4, 31, 32. And it says, let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad tempers and resentment, anger and animosity and quarreling, brawling, clamor and slander, evil speaking, abusive or blasphemous language be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will or basement of any kind and become useful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another readily and freely. How? As God in Christ forgave you. That's a lot, right? And as we were saying before, bitterness has a way of creating and producing other fruit, right? And I think this scripture really beautifully illustrates that. Let all bitterness, that word let is important because when you're walking and getting closer to God, God is going to put you in situations for you to explore opportunities to walk freely. There's going to be opportunities that God creates in your life to forgive, to move forward, to let things go. So as you're walking with the Lord and he starts revealing things like, listen, I mean, don't, is it time to move forward in that area? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe look at it this way, you know, and sometimes God, God and God is so gracious sometimes. Um, and I've experienced this where I may be angry or upset or or um, frustrated with somebody or a situation. And God will allow me to see it in a moment and I have pity for whatever reason. So to be like, well, look at it this way. And that perspective right there is an opportunity for me to choose to go after that and entertain that thought because God has given me a, a chance to say, it's not that serious. You need to let this thing go. Now, this is relative because people have different right. degrees of, of pain and hurt. And some people have gone through unforgivable things from, hum, from, from a human point of view. Like what happened to you and what you experienced is unforgivable. Like there's no, there's no way to humanly let that go without empowering strength of God and the grace of God to do that. However, like we said before, it is our job to allow God to show us those opportunities to be able to move forward no matter what it is. Right. 
And then I think ultimately just deciding like at, at some point there's just a choice that's made, yeah. like where you decide if you want to continue in bitterness and like all the fruits that come from it, mm-hmm. or if you like legit just want to let it go or yeah. like you, you want to your, your freedom in Christ is more important Mm-hmm. than holding on to even justifiable bitterness yeah. or, or, or hurt, rather. Um, if you want to please God, mm-hmm. is more important than pleasing and gratifying internally what yourself wants, like yeah. what your flesh wants. Because yeah. all of our flesh is wicked. So, of course, we would love to see for, you know, revenge to take place in certain situations. Of course, we, w- you know, we would love to see us move forward and other people fall back that we may... <laughs> feel like don't deserve it but ultimately like if the beginning of the scripture says to follow peace with all pursue uh follow peace with all men right Mm -hmm. and it's telling us to 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 go after that if we care more about what we want then we're we're choosing to disregard what god wants yeah and that's ultimately the choice you have to make yeah do you want to please god and see him or do you want to please yourself yeah that's that's the bottom line yeah. The key part of this verse is if you notice all the stuff that we and these are the fruit of bitterness. So indignation, wrath, all this other stuff, resentment, animosity, quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, slander, evil speaking, abusive, blasphemous language, yeah. malice, all malice. So the undercover stuff, the iniquity, the stuff that's underneath that we do, you know, and we know we do it. All that stuff, spite, ill will, baseness of any kind. Limit our usefulness. And helpfulness to one another and to what God has called us to do. At the end of the day, all of this stuff affects and impinges upon our ability to be useful. And I, and I, th- and I think that, that it, once we get to a place of like, okay, um, I, I want to start walking in purpose. You know, I want to start living intentionally. I want to be able to walk freely. You know, and, and all of us on here and all of us under the sound of our voice has a divine purpose that God has you breathing for. And God is not done with your life. But at the same time, God wants to use all of the stuff that you've gone through. And he wants to bring you to a place of wholeness and victory in your mind. So that that now becomes tools to help somebody else who's stuck and wrestling with what you were wrestling with. Right. Now, who can better speak to something that when they have gone through it, like I've gone through uh, rejection. So I can tell you about rejection from my point of view because I've gone through it. So I can give you some tools based on the pain that I've experienced. But your story is no different. And we that struggle with bitterness in, 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 in any area or any of these things. God is calling us. He wants to turn all of that into tools, right? He wants to convert all of that into things that become useful to the building up of other people. And at the end of the day, it's, it's got to be about other people and it's got to be about what I'm here for. And it's our prayer that these times and coming together are uh, become more important and, and, and draw you into a place of I, I just want to be useful to God. I just want to make a difference to somebody's life. I just want to be a blessing, you know, and that we start living outward instead of. And, and the thing know. about, you know, a tree is a, a tree. The fruit that comes from the tree is not for the tree. Mm. Like it's it's useless really, really for the tree, because unless it drops to the ground, decomposes and right. adds to the soil. 
But otherwise, the fruit is for the people that need to pick from it to get whatever nutrients they need. So if the fruit that are coming from our tree is anger and clamor yeah. and, and we're constantly bickering, all of those fruits are what people are gathering or seeing off our tree. If they're picking it and eating it, it's defiling them, right? Like yeah. the end of the, the scripture says, by which many are defiled, yeah. that root of bitterness. Mm-hmm. But also, like, they may not even, they may see that the fruit is not uh, desirable and they won't pick from it. So now you've got all this fruit that ends up rotting on the tree mm-hmm. or falling. And, you know, so I, it, I, I guess we'll end with the, the, the image of, because, you know, I'm a visual sort of analogy and, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, kind of like looking in the, the natural part of an example to sort of bring it home. Yeah. So I was kind of looking up how to remove roots because I was like, OK, well, if we have this root of bitterness, how do we remove it? Well, how do they remove natural roots? And all that I could find was basically having to remove the stumps, which means at some point the root is it is what it is. The root is what it is. And in order for you to remove the, the roots, you'd have to remove the tree. So we'd ha- that would mean we'd have to cut off the tree. Mm-hmm. And at, at, at points, that means cutting off the limbs first, yeah. taking your time. You have to cut off the limbs, you know, and, and make sure, you know, that that's secure. Then cut off the top of the tree. It's then the process. middle of Yeah. Right. That, that's the point. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And you get to the stump. You have to uh, drill holes through the stump. And you can do you can pour what they call um, similar to weed killer. Uh, it, it's something for tree stumps that you have to pour inside that that helps to, to uh, accelerate the decaying process. Mm. And from that, the stump breaks down and you're able to remove the stump at all its roots. And in some cases, you have to just literally cover it with soil and move on to a different location and replant. Mm. Which is what, you know, oftentimes we have to do. We have to just cut our losses, cut the whole tree down. Because yeah. like we read in the scripture, all of these fruits that are coming from the tree, the root is bitterness. Mm-hmm. And from bitterness, all those things yeah. are experienced and all those fruit uh, uh, grow and germinate. So in order to, to you, you can't necessarily salvage that. You have to cut the tree down, destroy the stump and the root and then cover it. And move on. And that's what God is really saying. Just like cut the tree down. And it may be a process. Everybody doesn't get over certain things overnight. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that it's not possible with God. But at some points, there's a process that takes place where you have to cut the limbs off, then cut the top of the tree off, then cut. And it has to be secure. Right. You can't just recklessly start cutting stuff off. Securely cut it off. Then get to the stump. And that's the heart of it. And then we, we, we remove the stump and then dig up the roots. And now we cover it. We cover ourselves with the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. So that it, and then the point is not to go back. Mm. And I think that that's yeah. that for me, that's the biggest issue is once you've done that work, not remembering that's where when you see that that soil and there's no grass on to that. That's a reminder. OK, that's where that tree was. Leave it there and let the grass grow and don't go back to it. Go back. Go to where you you're planting on good ground. 
Let that do what it needs to do. Let it heal. Let the grass come up completely. And then you're over here letting God plant a completely different seed and let that let those roots take place and produce a tree of righteousness. Amen. The Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this time once again that you set aside. We thank you for speaking to us. We thank you that we are able to be in a position to hear from you. We thank you, God, for just seeking after us time and time again, putting us in positions to grow and for us to get to the place that we need to be, God, and to be the people that you called us to be, God. Lord, I pray, God, that as we have heard what you said, that we internalize it, that it falls on good ground and it produces much fruit Mm. that is lasting and that the fruit remains and that people are able to eat from the fruit that we produce, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you will throughout the week deal with our hearts and those areas that need changing and that need to, to be removed, that the work of the spirit would continue to work in us and that we would help and doing our part and making sure that we relinquish those things that need to be relinquished and given over to you, God, and that we turn away from evil and do good, that we seek peace and pursue it. Continue to deal with our hearts, God, so that we might be more like Christ. That is the ultimate goal, to be more like Christ and to create more disciples for you, God. Continue to be with us, God. I pray, God, that you would give us the grace to deal with the things that will not change, the mercy to cover us when we fall short. I pray, God, that you would give us favor to obtain the things that we cannot on our own, God. We thank you and we praise you for being God in our lives, God. And we will forever, we vow to forever and continuously give your name the praise, glory, and honor. We love you in Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunny Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook, where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.